Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick-or-treat bag every week, especially during this time of year, because it's Halloween. But by the time this episode comes out, Halloween may be over. So, No, I'm making sure it comes out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if the last episode we did came out yet, the Halloween Resurrection yeah. episode. It it'll, did. Be, it, it'll be out by the time this episode is out. <laughs> no, Halloween resurrection is out <laughs> trick-or-treat motherfucker <laughs> it you is chicken fried motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> well i saw john brennan post that on twitter referencing how halloween resurrection is the best halloween film <laughs> because buster rhymes electrocutes michael myers in the balls <laughs> it says he looks like one crispy chicken motherfucker <laughs> Or whatever the fuck he says. He said, uh, <laughs> deep fried chicken motherfucker. <laughs> That's why that movie is better than Halloween Kills. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know about Halloween ends. That's one thing we didn't go over. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Rocky. I'm Blase with Bladade Apples. <laughs> Last episode, I was pretty I was pretty harsh on Halloween. I don't think it was pretty harsh on Halloween ends, but I was harsh on it. But after some time watching it, and then rewatching it, I actually kind of like it. I don't think it's great or good, but I think it's very interesting. And I like it better than a lot of the other Halloween sequels because it does take a big swing. And all that stuff I like, I just don't like it having to revert back into a Halloween film. And that's all I can say without spoiling it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... You can hear my original thoughts on the Halloween Resurrection episode for Halloween Ends. And then we talk about Halloween Resurrection, which is a worse film. But entertaining. Yeah, I think it's more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah but today we're going to be talking about Jacko. No, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Except it came out the other end. What? This you movie is a cinema classic, and you are being harsh. Blaze for the holiday season goes <laughs> Jacko. For the holiday season last year, we had a, hey, Halloween marathon countdown. And me and Blaze came up with a fun Halloween marathon list. And this and year, I said, fuck everyone for <laughs> doing Jacko. That's exactly it. And I think we, we talked about something. We had another Halloween episode. I forgot what we talked about, though. Uh, favorite Shutter essential movies. Yeah, but I thought it was like a Halloween-specific movie we talked about, maybe? No? no. Uh, Halloween party movies. Yeah, that, that was a Halloween marathon. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, really. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're talking, over. <laughs> we're talking about Jacko, and boy, boy is it. It sure is. <laughs> it sure Let me tell you about Jacko in the upcoming segment. <laughs> <laughs> but first what's been going on not much i got a pseudo promotion at work that's pretty awesome i mean it would be more awesome if they paid me more but <laughs> but still i mean it's baby steps yeah i mean i get a better schedule which is nice yeah so and now i'm a specialist for one of the hospitals we do it for nice that's cool I guess they pay you more for doing that, but fuck that. <laughs> I should, but you know, it is what it is. I get paid all right, so that's good. Yeah, uh, How about you? 
work work is just work. But we did have a birthday boy recently. Who? That was Mr. Bazaar. Oh my gosh! I thought you forgot. <laughs> That's right. Blaze's birthday Minus was we a, spent the whole weekend together. I know. <laughs> Blaze's birthday was a few days ago, and uh, we spent it in Tampa. Then presents. We went to. <laughs> we went to uh, Hallow Scream there at Bush Gardens. It was fine. Oh, I actually have some information on that. On what? Hollow Scream. What about it? So our dear friend Jordan, who joined us, which was very gracious of him because he does not like leaving his apartment. Mm -hmm. And he came out and even drived us to the park and back and the casino um, where we lost money. Um that's why our podcast is not live anymore. Rocky can't afford to drive down here. Because <laughs> his spell is funny. Um, I'm actually recording out of a box. <laughs> I'm in an alleyway. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So Hollow Scream. Jordan was curious. And, you know, Jordan's a numbers guy. So he was like... He went through and found all of the wait time like measurements for the whole season for Hollow Scream and Halloween Horror Nights. And he said it literally makes no sense. But we ended up going on the busiest day of Hollow Scream for the year. Wow. It was busier than Halloween Horror Nights that night. Yeah, it was packed. Packed with kids. Yeah, no, it was tough. And my not just teenagers, me, by the way, not just teenagers, no, children, small children. <laughs> yeah, who many were walking away crying, and it's like, I don't think you should bring your kids here. <laughs> One lady was literally holding like a two year old a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, shut up, don't scream. Make we're going through this horror house. <laughs> You'll make me look like a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's just really weird that that one day. But my only thought was, is that everyone had the same idea of like, well, the Halloween weekend's going to be the worst. So we want to go the weekend before that. Yeah. And that was the only like logical explanation we could come up with with it. But yeah. like literally every other day of this season, it has been like super short wait times. Really? Like 28 to 30 minutes. Like. Yeah. This was their record-hitting night the night we went. Because Hello Scream isn't very good. <laughs> I had a fun time still. No, we, I had a good time, too. Um, there were only five houses, unlike Haunted... Haunted... Jesus Christ, what am I doing? Haunted Halloween <laughs> Horror Nights. <laughs> Nights. Which had, had 10 this year. They've, they've had 10 the last few years, except for 2020, of course. But they have five houses here at Hello Scream. It's much cheaper to go yeah, not as much to see hard to get around hard to see anything everything's dark it's hard to get around bush gardens and the houses definitely look much cheaper but talking to a friend an informant who works for a company that worked on some of the houses Halloween horror nights that same company worked on one of the houses there at bush gardens which one the ghost one we went on. Uh, what's that called? 
What's that ghost when we went? Huh? Stranglewood Estates? Yeah, Stranglewood Estates. Really? That yeah. was kind of lackluster. Yeah, but the sets look good. The sets look good. Um, that's, that's all they built. They didn't build the. They didn't build the costumes. Oh, or anything like speaking that. of which, he also checked. There was uh, a lot of the scare actors took that day off. <laughs> so. Oh, you could tell. Yeah, because there was like barely any scares halfway through. So they ended up getting regular park employees to try and fill the gaps, and that's why we <laughs> see a lot of other employees, and why they had a lot of booths shut down, which is crazy to me. Like, what are yeah. the fuck? chances man yeah they didn't have like the they didn't have that many of the bar areas open Mm-mm, no just that one yeah which is weird but the blood but, pack drink was pretty good we have found the casino beforehand losing money it's also why i'm living in a box right now yeah we went to viper video which was badass yeah viper video is cool be cool to uh have them on the show sometime maybe. oh i'm sure they would yeah. yeah, but Viper Video is where Grindhouse Video used to be in Tampa. Grindhouse Video moved to Knoxville. And yeah. now Viper Video is there, which is smaller, but they still have a good collection of VHS tapes to buy. And then not as extensive of a Blu-ray collection, but they got a shitload of used DVDs. Tons. Yeah, tons of that. Um, So they do have a couple of rare things, and we picked up some cool stuff. I got the... Dark Knight of the Scarecrow Blu-ray signed by the writer. Yeah, that's awesome. Fine for, for like fifteen bucks. Twelve. It was twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Yeah, I, I think they did. They were. I think they just thought like, well, they put they. He said two Chad in it, so I guess they were like, oh, like that's probably not going to sell that well. So they didn't even sell it as something special, unless Chad is the owner and he was just like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need money. <laughs> I, I opened a video store in 2022. This is a bad call. <laughs> Just eggs on my face, guys. Anyways, who wants my scarecrow? <laughs> my yeah. scarecrow, scarecrow Blu-ray. Yeah, no, that that was cool. We went to the record store. I mean, I got a couple of things from Viper Video. I got Piranha on Blu-ray, and I got The Grave, which is a Vinegar Syndrome release from there as well. And I got a Rocky Erickson record from the record store next door and then yeah we went to the casino went to hello scream and then the next day we just kind of hung around uh ebor city and that was fun we went and saw some pretty awesome western western t-shirts at a at a store yeah and we also uh got some pretty awesome food there at a at a brewery slash restaurant that was very good oh and, yeah it is yeah and uh yeah we had a, we had a good time and I'm, I'm happy that i was able to celebrate your birthday with you and i hope that it was everything you wish for and more it was. and and uh i hope you you don't feel like too much of an old piece of shit but in all I, honesty in all honesty you really should i do Blaze is wandering around somewhere in his kitchen right now, <laughs> and I'm trying to fill empty space. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not just trying. <laughs> I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I had a burner on. I was like, "What's that smell?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, maybe you should turn that off." <laughs> yeah, I think I turned mine off when I made this tea. I'm not sure. I mean, all I'll do is burn my box down. <laughs> I could get another one of those. <laughs> 
That but yeah, I hope it was. I hope it was everything you wanted and more. Blaze uh, to the news. Let's first of all, first of all, let me say rest in peace, Leslie Jordan. Oh, I know that was tragic. In a car accident. I know. I thought. Coming through. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, weird. We'll have to cut that out. Uh, those are the 17. Run the 17 mark. Okay, 17. Let me see. I'll write it down. Okay. And uh, just to give you a heads up, uh, I got a message page. is like, me and Ashley are coming home. I'm like, oh, fuck. Great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 17 to 1830? 1830? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry, I wish they had told me ahead of time, because that way... Uh, we need to record the main topic after we can. I don't know what time they're going to... How late they're going to be is my question. Oh, are they at the bar now? They're at the bar now, and they're coming back here. Oh. It's only 8.30. They're probably going to be there for a bit. Well, they said they're coming now. <laughs> oh. Then they're not going to be that late, then. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying they're coming here. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to give you a heads up in case there's a knocking and I have to go get the door. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay. So yeah, Leslie Jordan uh passed away. Sad news there. I know we had we had a little bit of a little bit of breakdown in our audio. So uh, if you hear a skip, we're sorry about that. Yeah, that was. I I don't know why the Skype just changed my default mic for some reason in the middle of talking. Yeah, I probably should find a different venue than Skype. I think that's why everybody's going to Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, we can try to. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, Leslie Jordan, rest in peace. Uh, another piece of news is that uh, you know what Garf is? No. Uh, the George A. Romero Fund. Oh yes, yes. The George A. Romero Foundation is uh, sorry, not Fund Foundation. Supports up and coming filmmakers. It's uh, George A. Romero's widow. She started it, and. It is it gives money to up and coming filmmakers to, you know, help them with their projects and all that. Uh, they got a new member of their advisory board. Oh, who is it? Joe Bob Briggs. So Joe Bob is now on the advisory board of the George A. Romero Foundation. Congratulations, Joe Bob. I think that's awesome. So I guess he'll be helping uh, kind of rein in what projects they have going on and. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I think that's pretty, that's a good choice too. Yeah. What else we got? 
Um, did you hear about the Pell Blue Eye? I did not. So the Pell Blue Eye teaser, tra- teaser trailer. Jesus Christ, guys. Every one of those episodes. Teaser trailer dropped today, I think, or maybe a couple of days ago. It is a new movie from Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper directed Black Mass, Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace, more recently, Antlers. And it's a new movie that's starring Christian Bell. And he is a detective that is looking into these murders that are happening in around a military base. That's Christian the, What's that? That one's Christian Bale? Yeah, he's, he's a detective in it. But he gets help from a young cadet by the name of Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And, he's, that- played, and he's played by... Damn it, what is the actor's name? Uh, that played Dudley in Harry Potter. Oh, I don't know his fucking name. <laughs> yeah, fuck. What is his... Uh, I know somebody's screaming on it that's listening to this fucking episode. Harry Melling. Harry Melling is playing young Edgar Allan Poe. Harry Melling. These murders are going around. It looks like a gothic thriller, and it looks pretty cool. The teaser trailer is only a minute long. doesn't give too much away. But there's a fun concept. Another Edgar Allan Poe movie came out recently on one of the streaming services. I heard it wasn't very good, though. That kind of it, it, it's slightly irresponsible from what I understood because it said how he has a superpower whenever he would drink, basically, or whenever he would take like opiates, which oh, is okay. which is kind of tasteless since he, since he died from that. Well, we Allegedly, think. who knows? <laughs> we think that was a pretty mysterious death there. There's a lot of conspiracy theories about what actually happened because there's never really been. A distinct answer of how he exactly died because was he just found dead on a park bench uh they found him like stumbling around and he was asking for help and mm-hmm. then yeah then they found him in a gutter like a little later dead that's right yeah so yeah the pal uh the pal blue eye i'm excited for it. it's coming i think to theaters december 23rd will be on netflix january 7th which is the day before my birthday so that's gonna be fun. But you watch a new movie recently? I sure did. Barbarian. Yes, we talked about Barbarian before Winter Rise saw it, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it since you've seen it. Since you just watched it, is it on HBO Max right now? Yeah, it came out on HBO Max. And what'd you think? Uh, that dude caught lightning in a bottle. Like he really made something fresh. And I'm not gonna say anything about it because you need to go watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easily accessible, for, especially now since it's on HBO Max. You have a subscription, you can watch it. It's one of those movies that are really good and really fun. But I think that there's some interesting things that Zach Kreger is saying with it that I kind of noticed as time has kind of went along. But uh, I, I can't really speak on it too much. I think we need to come back to the conversation at a different time whenever we can kind of spoil it more, whenever it's been out for a little bit longer. But yeah, I, I think that he is is definitely a film from a thirsty filmmaker that's wanting to prove himself and kind of just hits the door swinging. He tries a lot of things. I think most of it works filmmaking-wise, like shooting-wise. And I think it's a really good 
throwback kind of genre film. I mean, honestly, I I don't think I've seen a movie since X that I've enjoyed as much. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's really, really good. I, I liked it. It's definitely one of the best horror movies that's come out this year, but that's what everybody's saying. <laughs> it's uh, I still haven't seen Smile, so I can't compare it to that, but I've seen most of the other mainstream yeah. horror releases. Except for bullshit like The Invitation. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. At least in the theater. Um, but yeah, it's it's Barbarian is really, really good. We can't talk about too much because I still don't want to spoil it. The less you know about it, the better. But there are there is a character actor that is in the film that I, I'm happy to see him. He just oh, he doesn't, yeah, have, he sure. doesn't have a very big role. But anytime he pops up, I'm just like, ah, look who it is. And there it's he is. Great. Yeah. So yeah, Barbarian is pretty awesome. I feel like there was something else I wanted to bring up. I haven't really watched anything new. I haven't been in the theaters. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't watched VHS 99 yet. No, I haven't either. Oh shit. Yeah, VHS I think Guillermo del Toro's new series dropped. That that dropped? Yeah, that came out yesterday. I haven't watched any of the episodes of that. Heard good things. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But I've been rewatching a lot of old stuff as I have been. Rewatch Hellraiser again yesterday because Jack. I love that movie. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, rewatch Hellraiser. That Jacko. You have to. Oh, yeah, Jacko. Uh, uh, Halloween classic Jacko. Yeah, everyone knows it. <laughs> How could you go wrong with that? Like, it goes Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Jacko. <laughs> Jacko, that's it. That's the stuff. Every kid dressed is like him. What else we got? I think that's about. It, oh, uh, I guess a little piece of news. I don't know if anybody gives a shit, and I moderately don't give a shit either. Even though this guy, seeing him in interviews, he seems like a lovely guy. He seems like a really, really, really nice guy. I just really don't care about this film series that much anymore, but Tobin Bell is returning to Saul. Tobin Bell? Like the guy from That 70s Show? No, Tobin Bell. <laughs> Who plays Jigsaw in all the Saw films? Oh, that Tobin, but I don't know why I was thinking him. I'm like, I heard he's a fucking asshole. Toe for Grace? Is that who you're Toe thinking? For Grace, that's who I'm thinking. No, Tobin Bell, who played Jigsaw in the Saw films, he's returning for another Saw movie. Surprise. I, I, I didn't I didn't see Spiral, but I imagine that Jigsaw isn't anywhere in it because it was a reboot. But or they're they're trying to do something new. But he's coming back for another Saw movie. He seems like an amazing guy. In every interview, he seems like a lovely person. I just don't know if like we need another Saw movie. That's that's all. I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we've had a good one since the fifth one. I like this first five just fine, actually. But, I like uh, the first that. two, I think. I like the first two. I think the first one is legitimately like great. And then I really like the second one. And then they get dumber as they kind of go along. But I still like them. I still like those films. And... I kind of like how they're more of detective stories more than more than just yeah, horror films. Yeah, they kind of are. They kind of are. They kind of focus really on those cops and them like trying to hunt down Jigsaw and stuff. I kind of like, I've always liked that angle. I do too. I think that's a good Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that's uh, about all I had to bring up. Because I really haven't had time to to watch anything new. 
I mean, Barbarian was pretty much the only new thing I watched. Yeah, but that's a good one to watch. But I did rewatch Jacko. <laughs> Fucking asshole. All right, I guess we'll get into it. To our topic of, of today, to, into, into Jack, Jacko. Trailer time. Trailer time. Mr. Jack will snap your spine, cut you in half with a scaly vine. Dad, a monster's real. A fairy tale born from a legend. A truth more terrifying than the tale. So pray for that in the night, okay? Only one man had the courage to stand against the forces of darkness. But when a secret that lay dormant for nearly a century is accidentally unearthed, a vicious avenger is summoned to fulfill an age-old prophecy. Send us a demon from hell. They not quite before you die, Mr. Jack will steal your eyes. Mr. Jack will, Mr. Jack will. Guided by a vision, the young boy stands between good and evil. Haunted by his family's secret past, he must face and fulfill his destiny. Only Sean can stop this monster. Give us the boy back! a new soldier. Mr. Jack will. And terror has a new name. Mr. Jack will steal your soul. Jacko. Okay. 1995's Jacko. You know, the classic. Oh, yeah. The, you got the, your Freddy Kruegers, you got your Jason Voorheeses, you got your Mike Myers, and you got your Jackos. Old Jacko himself, the Pumpkin Man, is that what they call him in the movie? Jacko yes, the Pumpkin, the pumpkin man. man. He'll slice your neck and break your back, and we kind of wish we could pull something off as good as Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that also. Directed by Steve Latshaw, who doesn't have an extensive directing career. Nope, starring... Steve Latshaw's son. <laughs> uh, Ryan Latshaw. Yes. And, and, uh, and uh, Steve Latshaw has a cable man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, screenplay by Patrick Moran, who also I don't think has a very extensive career. He made a bunch of crap as well. I think he only wrote eight films, though. And Steve Latshaw only directed, I think, five films, six films, something like that. But the more interesting thing about this, probably the most interesting thing, is that it's executive produced by, and the story by, Fred Olin Ray. So Fred Olin Ray, you hear names like Roger Corman or Charles Band, people that are, Kings of Schlock, uh, Lloyd, I was going to say Charlie Kaufman, Jesus Christ, Lloyd Kaufman, people that just make a thousand low budget films, usually aping on something that was popular around the time. Fred Olin Ray was one of those guys, still is, he's still alive, still making stuff. He's directed 165 movies. Jesus. He's produced, <laughs> he's written and produced 
around that same amount, wrote 80-some movies, acted a bunch of them. And usually if you watch an episode of Best of the Worst, there's an 80% chance of you watching something that he either directed or that he wrote. Evil Tunes, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, uh, Alienator, The Tomb. He's made a lot of things. <laughs> Dude, Evil Tunes. Like, I don't know why that movie is so expensive to get. I like Evil Tunes. Actually, they just did Evil Tunes on uh, the Halloween special Best of the Worst that just came out last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But Fred Olin Ray, he's produced and directed. He, well, he directed all those, but he's produced a lot of films. He even gave Quentin Tarantino, he lent him a 16mm camera back when this up-and-coming director named Quentin Tarantino was trying to get into the business so he could direct his First film, My Best Friend's Wedding. So Fred Olin Ray also kind of played a big part in Quentin Tarantino starting his career. That is <laughs> he gave him a camera. <laughs> he's like, hey, I, I need you to make a sequel to this movie called Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but Fred Olin Ray, I, I think, well, I can speak for myself, but I think that you may also have a relationship with him as many people are age dead that we're at a certain age around the mid-2000s. Fred Olin Ray also directed some of those Cinemax late-night movies. Remember the bikini movies? Like yep. Bikini Roundup and Bi like Genie in a String Bikini and Bi Bikini A Go-Go and all that shit? He yep. directed all those. That was his... <laughs> Fred Olin Ray yeah, directed all I saw that on those. his IMDb. I'm like, I had to have seen these ones <laughs> when my parents were asleep. I was a huge fan as a, as a boy coming in... Uh, it, through puberty, coming through puberty. <laughs> uh, yeah, he directed all those. Fred Olin Ray has had a long career. And he came up with a story and executive produced this. I think the most interesting thing about this movie that, first of all, this movie sucks. <laughs> and there's a couple of interesting what? things we get into as we kind of go along from a few people that appear in it. But I, as much as I don't like this movie, I want to get the DVD. Yeah. Because apparently there's a commentary track with Latch on Fred Olin Ray. And they're just at each other's throat <laughs> the whole time. They do not get along. <laughs> they're not happy with the product. And at least four times throughout it, they're like, fuck you to each other. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't know about that. <laughs> commentary track of just them at each other's throat the whole time. <laughs> So, Jacko, that's that's pretty much all the behind-the-scenes information I have, really. Uh, there's a couple more, but we'll we'll hit on that as we come across certain people. Yeah. That's Dr. in our discussion. Cadaver. <laughs> yes, Dr. Cadaver. And, uh, yeah, so go on, Blaze. <laughs> you chose this. You can explain it. All right. Here we go. <laughs> So we start off at a campfire scene that was added in after the movie was finished. <laughs> and it is a random man who ends up not being the child's father camping out with him in the woods, telling the story of the pumpkin man and the evil magic wizard that was also added in after the end of the movie. <laughs> Correct. And I don't know what it is, but this guy just—he looks like fucking Paul Bearer. 
does. Oh, speaking of which. He looks like when he's talking about Pumpkin Man, like it is the next Undertaker or Kane. (laughs) Uh, Fred Olin Ray, you know he was a wrestler also. No, I did not know that. (laughs) He was Fabulous Freddy Valentine. No shit! That was him? That's Fred Olin Ray. Yeah. So Fred Olin Ray's had a strange career. He had a pretty good wrestling career. Yeah. Why didn't he stick with that? Because he wanted to direct 165 crap movies. And this is actually the thing I didn't say about Fred Olin Ray before you continue is that this is actually more serious than most of the stuff he puts out. His movies are normally very tongue in cheek and way funner than Jacko. But yeah. he didn't direct or write this, so I gotta look this up now. <laughs> I think that's interesting that the guy that's telling who's our main character, Sean. Is that his name? Yes, Sean is the Sean. Sean uh, is getting told the campfire story by, like you said, just this random guy who is not his dad. I yeah, guess no, he, not I guess his he, dad. He, is he one of the neighbors? Because he shows up later yes, on. He is one of the neighbors. They're just alone <laughs> on a camping trip together. Yes, it's really fucking weird. And it's like, what happened to the guy who was playing the dab? Like, he wasn't in anything else. Like, was he too busy to come be on the movie again? Like, why did you get the weird neighbor guy? He's like, yes, more screen talking. <laughs> and he's so awkward. He he looks like, and not just like Paul Bear, but he also just looks like a child molester. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> just alone in the middle of the woods with Sean. So we go through this pointless scene about him talking about the history of a wizard, an evil wizard, played by John Carradine <laughs> from a different movie. <laughs> Where he was just sitting down. Because he was too old to move. <laughs> and he was in a cloak of some sort. Talking about the other things happening in the movie (laughs) and it's so clear in this movie it's like wait why is there a wizard in this film it's like oh because that's the footage i found of john carradine from something else that they decided to use it really doesn't i thought thought this was uh from a movie they were working on before jacko back in the 80s yeah may have been because that's what i i heard it was the same with cameron mitchell like they actually hired them like the people who made Jacko, but the movie they originally got them for wasn't the one that they put it in. Well, clearly. Well, I know where Cameron Mitchell's scenes came from. Before this, his scenes, those exact same scenes, are from a movie called Demon Cop, where he, it's literally the same scenes. <laughs> and they oh. took they took an outtake from Demon Cop and put... So when you first get introduced to Dr. Cadaver in this film, which we'll get to, it's an outtake from Demon Cop. But the second time Dr. Cadaver comes back on the TV set, it's actually verbatim the same scene from Demon Cop. But Demon Cop is also a hodgepodge of scenes that are taken from other movies. So I don't know what the fuck Cameron Mitchell actually shot those scenes for. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> so this is technically Cameron Mitchell's last film. He'd been dead for two years when this came out. But they're the same scenes from Demon Cop. So who the fuck knows? 
Yeah, John Carradine was dead before this, right? Oh, yeah, he died in 88, I think. He died in the late 80s. Uh, technically, it's the last movie he's credited in before his death. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is sad for him. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's making a lot of crap throughout the 80s and stuff. I mean, he's making a lot of bad movies. At that oh, yeah. Career, but what are you going to do? They can't all be monster clubs. Um, <laughs> right. Um. Where was I? Yes. Children now walking down a street together. <laughs> well, before that, hold on, hold on. Before that, what's the story that he's being told? <laughs> he's being told about the evil wizard. Yeah, but that's not all. <laughs> and the pumpkin man, who was the demon that was sent revenge after they hung the wizard. Yeah, but there's somebody's, Sean's ancestors. Oh, right. Yes, we have the scene of the old timey country scene. Where he's like, dear wife, I must go fight this demon. We may have defeated the evil wizard, but the demon and the curse have succeeded on. <laughs> and the little boy's like, no, daddy, please don't go, daddy. Put it by the same actor that plays Sean. Yep. Daddy, please. No. <laughs> and then the wife's like, don't you know what the Bible says? Like, you just look at this Bible. It says things in it, and it says you shouldn't do it. Just let it go. And he's like, no, I ain't going to let an evil demon go. <laughs> like, it's wrecking our fucking town. You just want me to forget about it? <laughs> Remember Leviticus, whenever it says, thou shalt not kill pumpkin monsters? You remember 316 where it says Austin's going to whoop your ass? <laughs> well, I got a whole can to open. I got a whole can of it. And that's the bottom line because this ancestry figurehead character actor said so. I think the thing that gets introduced in this scene is my favorite continuous thing in the whole film that this could, the same continuous subplot. And the whole movie that keeps on coming back. You know what that is? What? That John Carradine headshot that everybody has. Oh, yeah. There is a, a professionally taken headshot of John Carradine. For uh, some that's reason. the evil wizard. <laughs> it's the evil wizard. It's just him in a suit. It's like taken from like from his management. But for some reason, the dad... In the flashback, has the picture just sitting? He's like, know thine enemy. <laughs> like, it's like, what? That doesn't mean you keep a picture of him on your table. He has an 8 by 10 of John Carradine, which the same picture is also in a book later on. <laughs> yeah, owned by one of his ancestors. And then that same picture is also in a locket. <laughs> it's like the only owned picture. Owned by one of his ancestors. <laughs> the same ancestor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's um, like that picture should be a star of the movie. That picture's in the movie more than John Carradine is. Yeah. So we have that. Um, I forget. Does the ending scene of that flashback happen later in the movie, I think? Yeah. He just kind of yeah. wanders off and like, and he killed the pumpkin monster. Yeah. They're like, but how did it happen? And then you learn later. Yeah. So now we're going down the street. With three kids, and 
the one who is supposedly cool slash a bully and really has no point, but he's also traveling with this girl the entire time, Aunt Sean, which you assume they're friends, but they're not <laughs> at all. He's yeah. just a real asshole to him the whole time. Yeah. And as they're walking, he in the most 80s slash 90s movie way, does that weird little jump thing where the group is walking in a line together and they jump out in front. They're like, I'm going to tell a spooky story. Now you'll know I'm the cool kid. And it's like, what? Like, no, that's, that's the lamest thing somebody could do in real life. Like you would just say it casually while you're sitting next to the person. You don't jump out in front of somebody and put your arms out with jazz hands going like, like, yeah, like well how about this if you start reciting that i'm going to push you i'm <laughs> gonna push you over because you're a fucking loser and a chump and now i'm your bully so, <laughs> come come next to this locker so i can throw you into it <laughs> yeah pretty much like it's like you fucking nerd <laughs> Don't jump out in front of people and like try. You're trying to scare me with a story. What am I fucking for? Fuck you. you <laughs> I mean, it was a very scary story. I am very creeped out, but still, it was no what. Not the way he told it with jazz hands. Like this guy's been practicing the performance before jumping out in front of the group when they're regularly walking back from school. He could have just said it next to him, like, "So you remember that rhyme from the Pumpkin Man?" Like. Like a normal fucking human being, he's got to be that little shit that jumps out in front of the group with jazz hands. Like, no, kick that fucker in the face. Like, get him. Like, that child is going to grow up and be that kid nobody wants to sit with because he's fucking weird and he thinks he's cool, but he's just fucking weird. And the only other people that like him are kids that are also weird like him. And then you get fucking Columbine. That that kid probably grew up to read a lot of anime or a manga, whatever. Oh my god, yes, he was that like a total weeboo. He is Naruto <laughs> running through his high school, hundred <laughs> percent. Before he shot that school up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I, I I was getting kind of confused on the timeline. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. here we are with uh, loser anime kid. Telling a really stupid story in front of everybody. Isn't it funny? We just did a, a, an episode about an anime. <laughs> you did. A good one, though. Yeah, very good one. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, yeah. So, this fucking loser. Jumps <laughs> uh, out in front of the group and starts talking about the pumpkin band. And then they're like, yeah, we're not interested. That's boring. Everyone knows that's a legend. He's like, you don't know what's not the legend? The witch. And it's like, witch? Where the fuck did that come from? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, wait. Here she is. And it is a woman parking on the street in the middle of the street. And they go on a hide behind a bush. And she's like, just, she minding just her own giving business. the most disgusted faces just and not really disgusted at them, but she just looks like her existence hurts. <laughs> it's just like being physically in this body is painful for some reason because she is giving off the vibes like she is consistently sore 
and like concerned at the same time about the soreness. Like she just <laughs> did you put us where did you put us? In this jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're... Watch out for the pumpkin headed man in the jungle. <laughs> the, um... It just randomly came up as this. Um, they, yeah, they're, they're making fun of her from behind a bush, but it looks on her face like she can clearly, <laughs> she can clearly hear what they're saying, and she just looks sad. Yeah, well, the weird way is the way her lips contort. Like, I don't know what's up with that, but so then the other kids like, I have an idea. I'm scared of witches, and they used to stone witches back in the day. So I'm gonna throw rocks at her car. It's like. <laughs> Bro, that will not have the same outcome. <laughs> and shot, like he uh, has the most pitiful throw at first, and they land in front of her car tires. But she looks concerned about it. She's like, oh, oh. like rocks rolled in front of my car. <gasps> and then Sean's like, no. <laughs> and tackles him. And uh, <laughs> the kid's like, you fucking nerd, even though I'm the nerdiest person you've ever seen on camera. And he starts holding Sean down and pseudo beating him up until the lady witch comes up and just stands there watching these children beat each other until... What I assume is the friend slash maybe sister of the bully guy that's never explained because they're still hanging out later on. They're hanging out all night. Yeah, no idea why. It doesn't seem like they really like each other. But so the sister is just like, ooh, and it's, oh, it's goofy scene time. She's (laughs) tapping him on the back like, Ooh, you better watch out. The witch is here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. Let's skedaddle. And they fucking run off. And the lady picks Sean up. She's like, thank you for saving my car. Let me walk you home. Like, Sean, you're about to be molested. You got to get out of there. Um. She offers to drive him at first. And he's like, no, I'm not supposed to get in the car with strangers. Like, well, can you walk with a stranger? It's like, oh, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Let's go. Well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, that's, like, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, it's just like, well, as long as I don't get in the car, I don't see if it's an issue. Like, well, I actually have a motorcycle. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll hop on. Like, well, it's kind of like being outside. <laughs> hey, do you mind? <laughs> well, this is more of like, if you think about it, a long van is more of a bus. So would you get in that? Well, when you put it that way, I, I guess there's, yeah. They didn't say motor vehicle. They said car. <laughs> Are you driving the bus? It, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so they walk home, and Sean's uh, real dad, not the neighbor, <laughs> is showed up a there. Putting up an extremely pitiful looking sign for Halloween on his garage. (laughs) And he looks at them with the most bewildered look on earth. Like, it's concern slash surprise slash 
possibly lust for this lady. I don't know what his face is, but it is a whole bunch of things. <laughs> and she comes up, she's like, oh, your son saved my car, so I walked him home. And he's like, oh, well, that makes sense. That's, that's Come on in. Yeah, that makes sense. We're going to be family friends now forever. It makes um, sense because she keeps on showing up. Yeah. And so they're sitting there, and he's like, well, I really appreciate it. And she's like, oh, are you the one who does the spook house? And I'm like, you shouldn't call it that. <laughs> That's a <terrible. laughs> And uh, Blaze is 95. They still thought it was okay to say this. <laughs> but he was like, yes, I am. I do this every year. And it's like, like out of your garage? Like, in, like so... Whatever. Move past that part. Here comes the wife pulling up, and with the craziest fucking look in her eyes, comes out of the car and looks at this woman. Like, I have no... Like, it is like the first time she's ever seen another woman in her life. Like, her eyes are fucking wild. They are the eyes of a cold-blooded predator. Like, I... It that is probably the scariest part of the movie is the, the way <laughs> that wife looks at anything. Like, I'm about to say, is, I was about to say she doesn't just look at her like that. She looks at no, everything. Everything is is just fucking shocking to this woman. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. And so here we are. And she, she is she, a total eye actress. Like she does all her acting with widening her eyes. Yes. <laughs> like the, the way she just like sticks out her neck and lifts her chin it's like <laughs> it's like oh my god she's going to attack yeah exactly it's like she's prepping and then it's like the husband's like hey this is Vivian oh yeah that's the witch's, witch's name Vivian oh, and yeah. um, he's like she's a new person who lives in town and she wants to help us with the spook house darling and she does not change her look or appearance. It goes, well, we can't pay you, so we're going to have to feed you. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you change your face at all? Like, she, so, so she invited her to dinner in a way that looked like she was threatening her. Yeah. Like, she it looked like she was inviting her to be dinner. Well, she, she smelled blood in the water. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Like she has those shark eyes. She's not even blinking. She's just constantly moving. She's on the prowl. Yeah, like I don't know. Like that shit bothered me like big time. Yeah. Um so they got man, we really gotta speed this up. I gotta stop elaborating on all the characters. No, I can't keep on going. It's fine. Okay. Um so we go in and it is the weirdest, like, like, yeah, come in. Do you want some drinks? Blah, 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 blah. Like, we've never met you before. Come in. Now, I don't know. I don't remember how shit was. And, uh, you know, maybe back in the 80s, they were, like, cool with that sort of thing. Like, yeah, just come in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never They're very neighborly to her, the whole, the whole movie. Because in this scene, she just leaves also. She's like, oh, I can't stay for dinner. See, see you fuckers later. 
And then yeah, she just shows up again. She just keeps on hanging out with the parents like at different times throughout the night. And they just seem completely fine with it. Just, yeah, just randomly. Just out, it's like, oh, no, we need to find a babysitter. I'm like, well, I mean, technically you have one. And they're like, no, nah, not her. Like, she just, she's our friend. She's not Sean's friend. <laughs> Thanks, Sean, for bringing us a new friend. Get lost. Yeah, Takes his glasses off, stomps him. <laughs> Kicks dirt in his face. No. So now they call for a babysitter for Sean as they're setting up the spook house. <laughs> and this is after she leaves and comes back. Uh, and we get a phone call. And who happens to be on the other side of the line but Miss Lena Quigley. Linnea Quigley is in the movie. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't call them. They call her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, Shawnee's a babysitter. And Linnea Quigley is taking a exploitive shower scene. Dude, that's the shitty part. Uh, you know, I was really, no, not to be creepy, but I was kind of excited to see that part. And, <laughs> and that part was cut out in the version I watched. <laughs> it just shows her neck up. I, I, I'm sure Linnea Quigley would be very flattered. I mean, she looked great at the time, you know, still. Still a lovely lady. And I've met her before. She's super nice. I love Linnea Quigley. She's my, fa- she's my favorite scream queen. And she, she's better than this. But I've seen her in worse stuff also. So. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she's sitting there. And also, they're giving this other subplot about Linnea Quigley's sister outside. And her motorcycle boyfriend, who just kind of sits there super late at night revving the motorcycle, and they just go, ha, 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 make They think out. it's hilarious. Ha, 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 ha. They think it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, like, it's so funny being on the back of a motorcycle at night. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, so they're just doing whatever the new Quigley is talking to them and like, well, I actually have a party I'm supposed to go to, but looks out the window at the subplot outside. My sister is staying with me, and after seven, she can come with me. I'll show her the ropes and blah, blah, blah. She's a Halloween party. Go to a 10. Yeah. She says, fuck Sean, I'm going to go to Halloween party. And the parents are like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. Do you think she'll be okay with Sean? And she's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so eventually we get to the scene where they show up at the house because the parents want to meet her sister before the babysitting. And they get, you know, I just thought about something. How did all three of them get there if they brought a motorcycle? Okay, so. Did Linnea Quigley have a car? Uh, no, maybe. maybe she took How a did they get there? So I think what happened was that, was the boyfriend's name Jim? Yeah. <laughs> he's, Jim. On a motor, he's on the motorcycle driving. And then Linnea Quigley's sister's on the back. And then Linnea Quigley, who's very petite, is on her lap, <laughs> sandwiched between them. And that's how they got there. Right. Okay. So they get there, and the parent, uh, 
uh, shark eyed mother comes out and is like kind of <laughs> smells blood in the water again. <laughs> like, where is that? And then the husband or the dad comes out and the mother goes back in with the girls. Or no, the girls are talking to the dad. And for some reason, Linnea Quigley like has a thing for the dad. Yeah, she also has the weirdest flirt line with them ever where she says that she's attracted to little boys. Oh, yeah, that is something, really something along the, Something along those lines. She's like, I like little boys or something like that. Yeah. And... It's like, and, and you look at, and you look at Sean's dad, who's a complete fucking schlub. Yeah. Like, just... Also, he had the most awkward goodnight kisses you've ever seen to a child. <laughs> You're like, I love you, son. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> where, 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 yeah, so... As the dad is talking to Linnea Quigley and the girlfriend of biker dude is just kind of in the background. Just standing uh, there. Yeah. Uh, he's like, wow, that's a really cool bike, mister. Like, uh, you like motorcycles, kid? Hop on. Like, not being mean or anything or crazy. No, he's just literally he's just like, hey, you want to ride? Like, I bet he would like this because he's a little kid. And he yeah. just drives him around the block. Like, not even, not even fast. No, not <laughs> even fast. You're just sitting there, like, no, he seems like an, he seems like an okay guy. <laughs> but they come back, and the mom and the dad are like, Sean, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> and the guy's like, I, I, uh, what? Like I said, uh, I just took thought it would be. He asked about. Oh, okay. I'll go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. I, I never. I'm, I'm always confused if if the motorcycle because you you see this character and you feel like he should be the dick character, right? Yeah, but he he he's not like a complete dick. I think later on he kind of acts like a dick. Yeah, he does a he does a pretty dicky thing later on, but yeah, like pseudo like. I, I I don't know if it I don't know if it'd be rapey, but overly pers persistent. Like it's like, okay, man, <laughs> chill out. Like she wants to go. Yeah, she was in the mood before, but something happened and it spooked her. She don't want to anymore. Let it go. Stop. <laughs> stop trying. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah. Um. Where was I? Oh yeah. So, uh, also, in between this, just because it doesn't have anything to do with the fucking plot of the movie, there's a couple scenes where Sean goes to bed and has some nightmares about the evil wizard, and it's just John Carandy saying random shit to him, and his parents bowing in front of John Carandy and being like, help us, Sean, help us, and he can't save his parents, and that just happens really doesn't come back in the play at all in the rest of the movie which is no. why i've kind of neglected to mention it but there you go here's here's my question is why why does sean need a babysitter no idea because the parents are having the haunted house in their garage in their garage sean's home 
so they can raise money and give to charity because there's families that are less fortunate. But if you okay. look at the house, you'd be surprised because that's actually Latshaw's house. That's Latshaw's house. They shot it. Um, it's kind of a nice house. It's it's fine. Uh, there's only three houses in this whole movie, but <laughs> they uh, he's at his own home. They're they're just in the garage. Why why does I okay I I guess I, mean, I, I understand the one part where you're like, he he needs to have a babysitter briefly to take him trick or treating. That's what he needed. That's all he yeah. needed. But why does he need another one night. to stay at home with him? No idea. But yeah, like Lena Quigley could have just taken him trick or treating and been done with it. But that's not really how that went. So, yeah. <laughs> um, also, I didn't see them charge any of those kids to go inside. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter if he did or not because the dad instantly fucks up the whole haunted house. Yeah. Which was pretty already shitty. <laughs> so they go. So now we're back at this weird sister brother character dynamic thing, and they're the first ones in line for the the haunted house. And Sean's dad and mother are dressed as really shitty vampires, <laughs> and they're like, Ooh, "Go inside!" and they go in and it's pretty much the old spaghetti in a bowl behind a panel. Grapes yeah. in a bowl behind a panel. And it's yep. like, you're making kids pay for that? Like, that's not fair. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like, this is really lame. <laughs> I think it was like only a dollar to go in, but that's a rip. <laughs> yeah, that's still a rip. It's like, I could just go to the fucking grocery store and <laughs> need this. I can just put on sunglasses and go to the fucking store. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, is that they actually end up, and I can't remember whose body it was, but they see a body and Jacko, the pumpkin man, who is, fuck, <laughs> like we forgot. Jacko is back because two... Two random teenagers decided to go. Three. Well, yeah, she didn't count because she didn't help. Um, <laughs> so they randomly decide to go to some cemetery that doesn't have any headstones and just has this one kind of plot and there's a giant scythe on it. <laughs> so he picks up the scythe and then they don't even dig anything up. But it calls like the the IMDb calls them grave robbers who dug him up. No, they that aren't. Didn't, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, no, they're just he just picks up the scythe, and the and then after picking up the scythe, the demon Jacko comes out. Right. That was it, and then those three kids die. Yeah. yeah. And this whole time, also Sean is at home watching Doctor Cadaver. Which yeah. is a horror movie host, and it's played by our favorite Cameron Mitchell. Yep. And like I said before, this is shot for a different movie, and they reusing this, but this is technically the Cameron Mitchell's last film. Porn actor there is. <laughs> actually, actually, this is technically not Cameron Mitchell's last film because a few years ago they put out the other side of the wind. Oh, so now it is. Or, or is it Inherit the Wind? There was a lot. No, no, no. It's not anymore. 
because they, I don't know if you remember, it came on Netflix. I think it was called Inherit the Wind. I haven't watched it. Some of me didn't watch it, but it was the lost Orson Welles film. And Bob Bob Morowski, the owner of Grindhouse Releasing, and he's also a famous editor. He found all the pieces for the film and put it back together. It's this lost Orson Welles film that got released in 2018, and Cameron Mitchell is in that. So that's technically Cameron Mitchell's last film now. Not not this piece of shit. So thankfully, Cameron Mitchell did, years years later, get to go out on a high note by being in the last Orson Welles film, the lost Orson Welles film that got put together. That's amazing. Ah, but, the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, in this film, he's Dr. Cadaver, and he's watching a spooky movie starring Brink Stevens. But Brink Stevens has no lines except she screams at one point. Uh, Brink Stevens, like Linnea Quigley and Michelle Bauer, all three of them were either in movies together. They were all together in Nightmare Sisters and Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl Baller. Slime ball bolorama, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then they would appear maybe two at a time in different films and stuff like that. But Brink Stevens has a small cameo, and all three of them were usually in Fred Olin Ray films quite a bit here and there. I mean, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Michelle Bauer, Linnea Quigley are both in that. Yeah, so it's nice to see Brink Stevens because I love me some Brink Stevens. Yes, yes. So, yes, so. the kids are like, this sucks. This is boring. And I have to agree with them. That's true. It sucked and it was boring. <laughs> and then, blammo, they see the body and Jacko in the background through one of the holes where the spaghetti is. And I guess Jacko is like, you know what? This dead guy would be good on spaghetti. <laughs> like, You're yeah, so Ohio, the home of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> He's been he's been buried for five generations. Also, nobody fucked with that scythe. Not even the weather. Not even the weather. Yeah. No, like snow. Anything. Well, actually, I think this movie is set in Florida. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Which is a terrible place to set any set fall any movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. So, so any movie set in fall, the worst place you can put it is in is in Florida. Yeah, because Florida sucks. I, I mean, I I love Florida, but. It's it doesn't have a fall, <laughs> so if you want a Halloween time film <laughs> where people aren't sweating, and then yeah. the other part of this movie that bothers me is the like super conservative grocery store owner and wife. Okay, yeah. So I was waiting for us to get to this. Part. <laughs> well, this well this is coming up next because okay. now Lena Quigley is taking Sean to go trick or treating. Yeah. After her sister just randomly abandons them, saying "beer run," ha 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 ha, like chop her off. And Lenny Quigley's like, "Okay, I guess they'll do what I'm getting paid for." Yep. So, yeah. And during this, we go back to those same kids who are trick or treating around, and they go to this conservative guy's house. And like, All right, we're in a grocery store. If you want candy and food from me, you gotta pay for it. And then they're watching like some super conservative guy on TV. It's a Rush Limbaugh, Rush Limbaugh esque type. Yeah. Like, and thankfully, the actor of that Rush Limbaugh esque type is also dead, like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, an actor. He probably, he, he probably was a conservative. What do I know? But 
<laughs> Hopefully he wasn't. He was like, no, these are my real thoughts and feelings. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm glad he's dead. Um, where was I? Yes. So he starts bitching at them, and then he goes inside, and his wife is like, do you want more toast for dinner? They just <laughs> eat toast. Like, that's a we weird thing. They they drink. Uh, I forget. There was a specific drink they had. I think it was milk and toast. Yeah, there's some milk and toast. That's all they have on Halloween night. Because yeah, these they're two like, fucking white fucking bread honky motherfuckers <laughs> watching conservative TV on Halloween night because they're fucking losers. Yeah. And then for some reason, Jacko happens to be coming through that way. And the guy comes out after the kids TP his house for not giving him any candy. And he's like, oh, I hear you in the bushes. I hear you. And then Jacko comes out and pretty quickly puts away with the man by stabbing him in the chest with a scythe and putting him up against a tree. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm done. And so the wife comes out. It's like, what are you doing sitting there? And he's like, oh, oh, runs back inside, trips on a rug, shoves a knife she had in her hand into the toaster by accident and has the longest electrocution scene in a B-more movie I've ever seen. Like, it just waits until her body transitions into the decrepit puppet, like. Yes, yeah, which is set up also because while she's making their toast, yeah, she says, Oh, this darn rug, I keep slipping on it, yeah, and and she gets static shocked by the toaster. So this they set it up, but I feel like Jack probably just looked at it, he's like, Huh, all right, well, guess I don't have to do that, yeah, he's like, well, the trouble. Two birds, one stone, you know what they say, <laughs> um, yeah, so then the next scene. Is guess what? We have our neighbor who took Sean on a camping trip as the first house they visit. And it's the most awkward trick-or-treating scene ever. So they're like, hey, we're here. And Sean's like, hi, Mr. Bro. Oh, Sean, aren't you forgetting to say something? Trick-or-treat. <laughs> Fuck! Like, just give him some candy. Get the fuck out of there. And, and John, John acts like he doesn't like this guy. Like he's never been around him before. But they went on a camping trip together. But then yeah, I realized the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but then I realized why he doesn't like this guy is because he probably got molested by him. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, Quigley, Linnea Quigley is probably like, yeah, this guy seems like a real molester. Yeah, we <laughs> got to like, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So as they continue on, and the parents are back at home concerned about their haunted house and <laughs> how it was messed up. Well, well, we didn't even mention how it got messed up. Like, yeah. The oh, yeah. The, the dad walked in to see what they were screaming about, and he knocked over a shit ton of paint cans all over the place. I don't even know what his plan was. Like, he there's a rake, and he's just like, fuck it. It just yanks the rake, <laughs> and it just knocks the shelf over that things were leaning on, like the, the wallpaper they made for the haunted house, like the sheet. 
everything was connected to it and paint just goes everywhere. It's like, why did he just yank on that rake? <laughs> no fucking idea. Because, also, because his dad's a complete fucking loser. That's why. Yeah, they also like have that little hanging witch like decoration that literally everyone had back in the 90s. Like, my, my, we, we have that decoration. We, <laughs> we have, have that, that decoration. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have if that one and we have the one know, you'll know what it is and if you were a 90s child like us you will also know what it is yeah because we had that one and we had one that was like that that was just like a stand-up that made the same noise we had that and a vampire one that would do the do like the <laughs> the, the little yeah the the yeah, yeah. eyes would go up green and yeah, yeah. same same <laughs> yeah um Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're they're trick or treating and Jacko. Oh yeah. Uh, wh- whenever those quote unquote grave robbers <laughs> got killed, isn't that whenever Jim and Linnea Quigley's sister are out there at, at the gravesite? No. Oh, that happens after. No. This is this is. Uh, they're there technically before they go trick-or-treating, but we catch up with them later because we know she went on a beer run, and now it shows them actually in the woods, and she's like, hey, you want to have sex? And he was like, okay. <laughs> and she pulls down her shirt. Well, I had to take my leather right jacket off, and she's like, no. It's like, cool, because I never take my leather jacket off, even for sex. Yeah, so she starts showing off her tatas and she hears something in the woods, which was Jacko. Um, and she pulls up her shirt. She's like, I want to go now. And he's like, what? What are you talking about? No, like, let's come out, baby. Let's come out. <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to go. I told you I heard something. I want to go. And he's like, but, baby, come out. <laughs> like, come out, baby. And then she slaps him. He's like, well, hey. Fuck you! <laughs> Drives <laughs> off, like, just leaves her in the fucking woods. Um, so she, oh, it's just the best way to deal with it. Just okay, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> so she finally gets out of the woods after being scared, and Jim's out there, and he was like, hey, "I came back. I, I, I shouldn't have left you in the woods. I'm sorry." And they're like, "It's okay. We just need to get out of here. We need to go." And then all the like. She's like, somebody's in the woods. I heard him. I heard him. He's like, I'll go check it out. And uh, then the first prosthetic head that somebody had found at Halloween Express was thrown out of the woods. <laughs> like, it is the worst. Like, they, Jacko decapitates this man. And for the decapitated head, it is literally like the worst looking like synthetic head I have ever seen. Like, this prop is fucking awful <laughs> it's pretty bad like, yeah it's really bad and she's like ah it's jim and she runs away which is like damn you know you would think riding that motorcycle every fucking day you would have watched and learned how to ridden it <laughs> like yeah exactly but so now we go uh back to lena quigley and sean and mm-hmm. Jacko, as we find out, 
uh, has attacked, or, well, now is coming after them, and Lena Quigley sees it, and she's, you know, actually, like, a decent person, so she's like, Sean, fucking run! Like, <laughs> and tries to distract the guy, uh, Jacko, from Sean. Uh, but it doesn't work that well, and Lena Quigley gets knocked out, and they notice that Jacko just seems to want Sean. Now we head back to the house where the parents are now like, where the fuck is Sean? Where the fuck is Sean? Also, I don't think we ever described what Jacko looks like, but he looks, it's, it's awful. (laughs) Yeah. He's where, like, he's wearing like a weird puffy shirt from like the 1800s. And he's got like, straw coming out of his sleeves. I think the mask is okay. He has a jack-o'-lantern. The mask looks terrible. It's just a giant, cheesy pumpkin mask. Pumpkin head. head You silly boy. That's good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he carries around a scythe and it looks like he's going to be that guy who does that weird bendy knee dance at a fucking (laughs) renaissance fair. I don't know. Um... So yes, uh, now the parents are worried about Sean, trying to figure out what's going on, and Vivian is like, I think I know what's happening, and she brings out her little book with headshots of John Carradine in it, and she starts talking about him, and like how he was a wizard and he brought this evil thing into account and their ancestors were actually the ones who killed the demon in the first place. And it's only their blood unexplained for some reason that can kill this demon. (laughs) So, uh, they're like, you're fucking crazy. We need to call (laughs) the police. This is, and she's like, no, <laughs> like we're going to go find him now. And they're like, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And she leaves. And then they come outside and they're like, never mind. We'll go with it. <laughs> they're like, okay, fine. So they go, they go into those same woods. Um, and she splits, Vivian splits off from the parents. And we find out that Vivian is actually the relative of the John Carradine wi- evil wizard. Mackin? Mackin? Macklin. Yeah, something. something like that. And Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, hey, you go back, demon. I'm, the, I'm from ancestry. We don't watch you here no more. You get back there. And he's like, uh, no, and kills her. <laughs> it was like, wow, you did a lot of good work there, lady. Yeah, he severed her stomach, and then he lifts her up, and then she turns into a dummy. Yeah, yeah then, straight up dummy. And then he throws her, and she's a dummy. And then she hits the ground, she's a person again. Isn't that funny yeah. how that works out? Yeah, she, she is a witch. <laughs> um. <clears throat> This movie's wild. Uh, so, uh, as we see before, uh, also when she's reading the book, that the dad can't kill Jacko. It would have to be the son. Yes. 
because it skips a generation <laughs> or some stupid shit. It's like male pattern baldness. Like, <laughs> the deck. Um, so now Jacko has found Sean before the parents get there. And, and he just throws Sean in a hole and starts slowly burying him. And Sean, with the scythe. Just with the scythe. And Sean's just like, no, no. <laughs> and so, like, Jacko takes this shitty wooden cross. And like tries to shove it in there like it was originally, and Sean's shoes just sticking out from the dirt, like he's been completely buried minus the tips of his shoes. And the parents come and they're just like, "Ah, no! Oh no! Like, where's Sean? Those are Sean's shoes. What is that?" Ah! <laughs> Get then, away, you fucking pumpkin-headed bitch! Yeah. <laughs> Look but at these dudes. Jacko is about to execute the parents. We hear no <laughs> again, and Sean comes out of the dirt, and with the cross, uh, Jacko. It's more like Jacko trips when going to go get him, and lands on the cross. That impales him from Sean and explodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, Sean, you did it. <laughs> and then they they start coming out of the woods. Lena Quigley has been awake and looking for Sean, sees the family, starts like, oh my God, you're okay. <laughs> And then the sister's like, oh, wow, they're okay. Like, this is great. And just meets up randomly. <laughs> and then they're all happy. And those unexplained murders will go forever unsolved. And this family will be the sole people who knew where all these murders have happened. And, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. And and Jacko's just standing on the street. Yep. Credits. Yep. <laughs> check it out. Don't check it out. It's awful. It's, it's kind of funny, though. <laughs> our, our description of it is funny. You can listen to this and save 30 minutes along with, along with uh, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes uh, trivia. I mean, I'm going to rewatch again with that commentary track. Though, yeah, I know. I got to hear that commentary track. If it goes down to fuck yous, I want to hear it. <laughs> I hear it happens a few times. Yeah. It is a it is a movie, though. Um, All shot, it seems, feels like one street. <laughs> they go to the same three houses. Yeah, same three houses and the same woods. Yeah, those two kids, they go to the conservative house twice, but I think the second time they treat it like it's supposed to be another house. I don't know. Yeah. Yuck. It's a good time. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> there you go. Oh my god, it's Jacko! <laughs> <laughs> All right.
Please don't slowly bury me. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> All right. That brings us to our next segment. Another curation of Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. Okay. So you got a video game for us today? I don't know. Oh, Vision Game? Yes. Yes, I do. And uh, for once, I I played the game the entire way through before talking about it. Uh, So we got a game that's... It is is horror in a sense, but it's very cutesy. Like, it's very, like, you play as adorable small animals who live in a town that they kind of think is perfect. But there's a nefarious thing going on in the background. It is a game called Beacon Pines. It's on all major consoles. You can get it on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, Steam. Um, in fact, it has a a 97% rating of positivity on Steam and a 9 out of 10 on Nintendo Life. Nice. So... It's developed by Hiding Spot and published by Fellow Traveler. It is called Beacon Pines. Okay. Um, so you play as a, a, a little boy named Luca Van Horn. And he is, I guess, like an elk or a gazelle or something like that. Not a gazelle. He's like an elk of some sort or maybe a deer. I don't know. They're kind of anime looking. Whatever. Um, and you are living with your grandmother. And because your mother had recently disappeared, and the game starts off with him at his father's grave, um, mourning his father's mysterious death. Um, so you have your best little friend Rolo, who's like this chubby cat character. Um, and together, you guys kind of look for things to do during your summer, and he tries to get his mind off. And it's really cool how they kind of develop the relationship between the characters a lot and they do it in a very interesting way so the game you do move the character around and stuff but like i was telling you before it's kind of like a visual novel where it tells you a story and you play that part out and you like travel to these areas and uh when you travel around and you talk to people and stuff like that you gain what are called keywords or something like that and these and words word. can be used to fill in blanks in stories. And, and that will affect the outcome or the ending that you get. So you get these outcomes and endings. And you'll get, like, there are tons of different endings that end badly. But there's one way to get to a good ending. So throughout the game... You'll go through and you'll play and you think you're getting close. And then it's like, oh, something wasn't right. (laughs) Like, we have to go back and change something in the story. You know, it should be like, well, I'll try this part. It's like, no, still wasn't right. Okay, go back and change this part. And it's like, okay, you got it now. Now the story is going to change. So we, it's like going back and forth through time. And it, like, some events end up happening in the storylines that end that don't happen in the storyline that you finish with. Hmm. It's really interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so 
the story is actually really good too. And it has to do with like this nefarious corporation that came into this town after this fertilizer company that built the town pretty much ruined it uh, by trying to enhance their fertilizer somehow and it ruined all their crops. So everyone's kind of like in this depression state trying to like get back to where everyone was. And uh, so the old fertilizer place is closed down, but the family still is like mayor of the town and everything like that. Um, so your friend Rolo one night tells you, look, you know, there's this weird glow happening at that old abandoned fertilizer facility by my house. Like, it's really weird. And he's like, nobody's been in that for years. That's not happening. He's probably just overreacting. So one night you are convinced to go over there and check it out. And that's kind of where the mystery begins. Mm -hmm. uh, because there is some sort of glowing from the factory. And there is this giant, like, evil conspiracy thing happening. Bodies being tra trashed in dumpsters. Like, it gets wild, man. It gets wild. But I would say, like, the really great part about this game is that it is just wanting you to listen to the story, really. It, it is, like, you'll play through, and it'll be like, well, that wasn't quite the right ending. Let's try it again. And it's just, but, but they make each ending interesting and a really kind of cool perspective on everything. So... Yeah. And the gameplay and the gameplay is fun enough to keep you coming back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I mean it's it's about a 3-hour game. Okay. So you could beat it in a day. Like I I just I played it a couple hours before work each morning. And um you know, I pretty much got every ending wrong because that's how my life goes. So <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh I played it for two mornings straight before work and uh ended up beating it and I really loved it. Like, I mean, I was even taking my breaks and playing it. Like, I was really wrapped up in it. And it really surprised me. I, I beat me. it before work also. Huh? I said, I beat it before work also. Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, oh, you played this game? <laughs> oh, it's the time of the game. Gotcha. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I really, really, really recommend it. Especially for somebody who's like, oh, I'm not really into that psychological horror thing. Because you know, I get too nervous, or I can't get through it, or the puzzles are too confusing. Like this is a game for you to sit down, envelop yourself in a story, and enjoy. So I highly recommend it. So on a scale of one to ten pages, page being your fiance, and how much you need to either call her. Or her having to be at at home because the video game is too scary for you. Zero. <laughs> on a scale Zero. of one to ten pages, how many? Zero? Zero. It's really hard to make little cute animal characters who just go... Bah, 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 like... Oh! <laughs> like oh, my God. Scares. It's about... No, but, yeah, it's about... The, this, this is about the story, not the scares. But, uh, you know, there are some, like times when you're like i put this little shit in a pretty creepy situation <laughs> <laughs> cool all right that's yep. awesome highly recommend that 
All right. So that brings us to our next segment. Yes. Uh, that I don't think we've had in a couple weeks. Uh, yeah. No. The last interview was Isaiah. We did and Resurrection, and then we did the interview. We haven't had. We haven't had an entry into mythology biology. Well, number one, I'm I'm trying to keep mythology biology like kind of associated with the story we're or the movie we're telling. Right. And an interview doesn't do that. And there is nothing I could find that would relate. Like the legend of Buster Rhymes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She just, just tell the story of Buster Rhymes. So, and this is more of a story. I put it together through a uh, couple of sites. So, but it's a very interesting one. Hit the theme music for mythology biology all right so what is the story that you have so today we are going to be talking about the legend of stingy jack (laughs) okay stingy jack uh, is also known as jack smith drunk jack flacky jack Okay. He is a mythical character associated with all Hollow's Eve and uh maybe and is derived from this old Irish folktale. All right. So long ago in a small village in Ireland, uh there was a very drunk man named Stingy Jack. Uh, the townsfolk were not very fond of his presence, uh, being a stumbling drunk and all. Um, and one evening, uh, Satan had overheard the stories in town about the horrible deeds and the devious deeds that Jack has committed. And he's thought to himself, that's a soul I'm going to want. I'm going to want that soul. <laughs> this whole drunk piece of shit. Yeah, so, and in the actual story, it goes, Jack may have been stingy, but he was clever. I'm like, what the fuck does stingy mean? What does that mean? I don't know, but his name's Stingy Jack. Maybe that's like a like a European term for drunkard or something. I'm looking it up. Okay, I'll, I'll wait until you Continue. do. Oh, Okay. Unwilling to give or spend. I'm generous. Yeah. So when Satan comes to collect his soul, he successfully made a a case with Satan uh, and asked if he could at least allow him to have one final drink at the pub. And Satan, uh, and he's... Is Is it Stingy Jack or is it Stingy Jack? Oh my god, is it Stingy Jack? I'm a fucking idiot. Stingy. Oh my god, I was like, Stingy. <laughs> it just dawned on me. It says S T I N G Y. I thought it was Stingy. The story of Stingy I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't have like the 
like in Wikipedia where like spell like word sounds it out for you. They were like, no one's that stupid. And I was like, stingy Jack. It looks like it's a stinky. I mean, it does look. <laughs> Oh, this is a good start. (laughs) So, motherfucking Stingy Jack asked the devil to go to his favorite pub and have one last drink before he uh, is taken to hell with him. And so Satan agrees and lets him go to the pub and goes with him. But afterwards, Stingy Jack says, oh, I don't have any money. And bartender's <laughs> like, well, one of you is going to have to pay. And he's like, same. Hey, can you pay for the tab here? And he's like, well, I don't I don't have human money, really. <laughs> like, I don't really. <laughs> and he's like, Satan, of course, being the good guy he is, is like, well, we got to pay for this tab, man. And Stingy Jack goes, hey, why don't you turn yourself into a coin and then we could pay the bill and then we can be off on the journey to the underworld. And <laughs> so say was like, okay, I'll turn myself into a coin. You pay the guy. I'll meet you out back. We'll get out of here and go to hell. And Jack, uh, Jack's like, yeah, that sounds dope. I can't wait to go to hell. <laughs> I can't believe this is actually a story. <laughs> yeah, this is the story. So Stingy Jack takes the coin and ties it to a crucifix and puts it in his pocket. So now Satan is trapped in Stingy Jack's pocket and the devil begged and pleaded and only upon agreeing to leave Jack alone for 10 years was he released. Did did Jack pay for that drink? No. He ran out. <laughs> he just left it. For the yeah, night. he kept the coin. <laughs> so, exactly ten years later, Satan finds Jack, and Jack is coming back extremely drunk from the pub. And with a heavy sigh, Jack looks at him, knowing the devil full well that he intended to, intended to drag him to hell. Jack made another request. And he requested that Satan climb to the top of an apple tree to get him a snack before he's put into eternal torment. And uh, (laughs) Satan is really fucking stupid. (laughs) And the devil is like, yeah, I can do that. This is it. You asking for things didn't go wrong last time. So Satan climbs into the tree and Jack carves a cross into the tree trunk so Satan can't get out of the tree now. <laughs> Trapping him there, the devil begged and pleaded. And only if I had agreed to never take Jack's soul to hell, he was released. <laughs> so. Devil's like, okay, well, I can't take your soul, so I'm done. 
So many, many years later, after drinking himself to death, Jack takes his last breath. And he gets up to heaven, and St. Peter refuses to let him into heaven, saying, look, you've done too much evil shit to get in here. You can't come in here. And then he's like, well, fuck, I guess I got to go to hell. <laughs> so he goes and sees Satan. And Satan's like, uh, no, we have a contract that says I can't let you come in here. He's like, well, where the fuck do I go? Uh, so in a final parting gift, Satan uh, gives Jack an ember that is ablaze with hellfire. So... Uh, so Jack was roaming the earth and didn't know how to hold this whole hellfire. So he found a turnip and carved it and started using it to light his way. Um, so once the lantern ceased to be, Jack's spirit had disappeared. But on every Halloween night, they keep the lantern out to guide his way. And that, my friend, is where the believed name of the jack-o'-lantern comes from, which was originally carved into turnips and not mm -hmm. pumpkins. Yeah, I remember hearing about that, that it was uh, turnips originally, but I never heard the story of why. Okay. Yeah, so that uh, that is one of the theories of why. And the, the other is that uh, a lot of pagan religions and such would use that to ward off evil spirits. Um, yeah, but that's also the origin story of why we call stingy and so stingy. <laughs> yep, that's it. It was stingy oh, at the time. Yeah, it, it used to be stingy. But then they were like, you know what? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We should make a word for kind of doesn't like to spend money and is greedy. <laughs> we'll call it stingy. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I thought it was an interesting story and uh, kind of fits our story today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, it does. So, yeah. Well, I love those old stories where the devil's just a complete fucking schmuck. Dude, devil falls for a lot of shit. Like, it's, it's pretty dumb. I mean, I mean, he's like all looks and no brains. I don't know, because a lot of times in the stories like these, he's always like the, I got a mustache and teeny little hooves. <laughs> I got little horns. I was I was thinking, I was thinking of like, you know, the biblical sense of him being Lucifer. Which yeah, must no. be the most beautiful angel ever. <laughs> well, Lucifer and Satan are different. So <laughs> oh, we'll, yeah, get, that's true. we'll get into that. That's true. It's uh, my, my blazes uh, blazes reading his occultism books to you. <laughs> and then we went from two listeners to no listeners. <laughs> They're like, this is fucking boring. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another episode of Bladed Apples. A horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a horror podcast. All right. Now let's do all the segments backwards. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Have uh, a great Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. Uh, do we have? I don't think we know what we're going to do next next week. Thanks, uh, Killing Two. <laughs>
We didn't even do Thanks Killing One. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Um, Isn't there one called The Pilgrim? Isn't there a Pilgrim horror movie? Um, the only thing I can think of is that the faux trailer that Eli Roth did for Grindhouse Thanksgiving. That must have been what I'm thinking about. I must be thinking the fake trailer. Yeah. But... If you guys want to reach us before that, whatever we talk about, you can. You can reach us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or at the Bladed Apples Instagram at Bladed Apples Podcast. Uh, either way, if you got questions, comments, concerns, requests, um, your favorite pumpkin that you ever made, Halloween. Yeah, let us know. Did. Don't be stingy about it. <laughs> Don't be stingy with your stories. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> You can Don't do be that. A fucking moron like me. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to Stefan Mize for doing the artwork for us. Awesome guy. Follow him on Instagram at Stefan Mize or a Crawling Panther tattoo. He tattoos of Okella. Awesome guy. One of the best tattoo artists I think that's out there. Thanks to Blaze for being an awesome co host and teaching me that there is a difference between stingy and stingy. <laughs> it's called research. <laughs> it's called thorough deductive research. And yeah, I think that's about it. Anything to add? Uh, happy Halloween, fuckers. <laughs> Remember, every day is Halloween, not just this season. So please, act accordingly. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.